Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show, two Catholic men, lovers of Christ, devoted to the Blessed Virgin Mary, faithful sons of Holy Mother Church. We are on duty. Jess Romero and Paul Clay, my partner Terry Barber, is out doing some apostolic work. Welcome, Paul. It's always good to have you on. Jess, Jess, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, hey, just want to remind, uh, remind you all that uh, October is the month dedicated to the Holy Rosary, so I hope you pray your rosary every day, not just in the month of October, but for the rest of our lives. The rosaries, of, the rosaries of powerful meditation. They call it. They call the rosary the gospel of the poor. Uh, I want to just uh, share. There's a lot of things I want to share on the news before we go to the gospel of the day, and I'll be reading the gospel from the from the Novus Ordo Mass today. It's Luke chapter 11, verse 47 to 54, and make a comment on it as well. But just a few things that I want to just point out uh, today on the news. There's a teacher. Mm-hmm that was attacked for supporting Bible beliefs at a Protestant Christian school, a longtime teacher who's a Christian and is under attack because she declined to promote the ideology of extreme LGBT lifestyle choices at a Church of England Protestant school. She's also been accused of expressing her biblical beliefs on human sexuality when she responds to student questions. And so she's in hot water with her school uh, and she's being represented by the Christian Legal Center in her fight with the school. Good for her. Paul, does that surprise mm. you? No, not at all, Jess. And that's why uh, this synod on synodality that our church is experiencing today is a very important event, because that might be a foreshadow of things to come if if um, things don't go well. That's right. <laughs> Amen. Uh, a couple <laughs> other things on the news Israeli officials lambast Catholic leaders. Two Israeli representatives criticized Pope Francis and, and Catholic patriarchs in Jerusalem for responding to the war between Israel and Hamas in a so-called unfair, unbiased, and one-sided manner. Uh, they've said, the Israeli officials said, it is inconceivable that an announcement essentially expressing concern for the residents of Gaza is issued at the same time Israel is burying 1,300 murdered c- citizens Israeli Minister of Foreign Affairs, Eli Cohen, complained. Also, the NCAA, the head, faces pointed questions. At the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing on Tuesday, Senator Mike Lee from Utah asked the NCAA President Charlie Baker about complaints from female athletes who were forced to share locker rooms with a male who claimed to be a woman. Uh, Mike Lee said, Mm -hmm. have you apologized to the female athletes for the trauma inflicted on them by by these decisions? Mike Lee asked, what have you done to prevent anything to prevent these instances from happening again? Good for him. Good for Senator Mike Lee. Uh, Way to go, buddy. Yeah. Also, um, demonstrators swarmed the federal building yesterday. Demonstrators swarmed the Cannon Rotunda on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday, demanding a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. The group... A Jewish Voice for Peace reported on social media that over 350 demonstrators, including two dozen rabbis, were inside the large rotunda while thousands of others protested outside. I'm just asking the question. I wonder what would happen if, I don't know, 350 pro-life tradition Latin mass Catholics would go into the into the Washington, D.C. rotunda and protest, uh, I don't know, the killing of babies or something. I wonder how we would be treated. I'm just asking the question. Hmm. Can, I, oh. can I take a stab at that, Jess? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I, think, I think they'd be facing long federal sentences at a minimum. <laughs> I, 
I would have to agree with you. All we have to do is, is just yeah. look at the, at the yeah. Uh, there's a double standard in this country, Paul, in the, in the criminal justice system. Patriots, yes. conservatives, and people of faith are dealt with a different uh, with a different measuring rod. Yes, also, they have definitely weaponized weaponized the legal system against conservatives. Yep. Also, Gaza ca- Catholics over in in the Gaza Strip, they're taking refuge in a lone parish. Holy Family Church is the only Roman Catholic parish in the Gaza Strip and is located in the northern part of Gaza City. Israel's military has ordered civilians to evacuate south, but the church today still has several hundred people taking refuge in its buildings. A parish employee revealed that 20 homes of Christian civilians have been destroyed as a result of Israeli bombings. So why are we Mm -hmm. having a war? Our Lady of Fatima said, war is a consequence of sin. Once, Once we return back to a life of virtue, once we return to a nation, one nation under God, once Israel accepts Christ as Messiah, once Islam accepts Christ as the Son of God, as the Messiah and the Savior of the world, uh, once everybody accepts the Prince of Peace, there will be no more war. But until that time, uh, war is a consequence of human sin, says Our Lady of Fatima. Mm. Also, Muslim parents, this is pretty good news. Muslim parents are fighting LGBTQ curriculum in Minnesota. Muslim parents at a public charter school in Minnesota are objecting to books that teach gender ideology and elementary grades. The Muslim parents are saying, we strongly believe that we need to be the ones who approach the LGBTQ topic and teach it to our children based on our beliefs, says local Muslim dad, Abukar Makrami, during a recent school board meeting. You know, it's funny, Paul. Uh, I think uh, that it's going to be ultimately the Muslims in this country uh, that are going to align with us as people of faith, Catholics and Protestants on this LGBT monstrosity that we're dealing with. And we need we need the Muslim support because, uh, uh, again, uh, everybody who's a man of goodwill, anybody who's a person who's tracking in the right direction, including many Muslims, they see how evil this is. The whole propaganda of the LGBT curriculum upon their children. Yeah, Jess, it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but but make no mistake, we can only align with them on certain issues. And and like you said, yeah. this is an issue. Uh, that that goes against natural law. So uh, it doesn't take rocket science to figure out that this whole agenda, this whole woke agenda is uh, something that is being pushed by the evil one. Yeah, and I'm glad to see that the Muslims in this country, they're on board with us on this issue because uh, we definitely need their help. Also on the good news front, the Catholic patriarch over in in, uh, Jerusalem uh, this the the Catholic the, the Cardinal he's offering himself to Hamas in exchange for kidnapped kids in Gaza. Uh, that's what I call apostolic courage. This uh, this Catholic Cardinal in Jerusalem, who say uh, is telling Hamas, take me and let all the children go. Uh, all I could say is uh, that man knows what it means to wear the red hat. When you wear the red hat, mm-hmm. a cardinal or bishop, that means you're willing to die for Jesus Christ. And this Jerusalem cardinal is willing to give his life for Christ and these kids to, to, to rescue them and set them free. God bless this, this uh, cardinal from Jerusalem. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know his background. I don't know the good things that he's done versus the bad things. But uh, I'll tell you what, if he did that 
and ended up losing his life, he'd be on a one-way ticket to heaven. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, no stops. <laughs> yep. No, uh, no, no yellow lights. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, and Paul, it, does it surprise you that uh, American college kids around the country are chanting death to Israel uh, as elite administrators in these Catholic co- in these colleges around the country? They talk about free speech. That's a good thing. I'm, I'm glad for free speech, but uh, I'm not. I'm not for hate speech. Uh, yeah, you, you, sh- you should say anything you want in public, except death to anybody, death to Mexicans, death to whites, death to blacks, death to Israelis. That that should not be tolerated. Hate speech should not be tolerated. Yes, and you know, uh, totalitarianism is the result of. Uh, basically the you know the fall of christendom jess and that you know there was a time as you know when we were growing up where you know people could disagree and exchange ideas but now you know the pendulum is swinging to you know if you don't say what's politically correct then you're guilty of hate speech and they want to silence your voice and it's unfortunate because uh the moral compass of, uh, of human beings today as they have detached themselves from God, uh, as the government has basically said, oh, you know, we're independent of God. We function this way. As people, uh, uh, you know, are distracted with, you know, with the things of this world, uh, guess what? They fall, uh, you know, they have an inability to to discern truth and reason, right? Amen. And that truth and reason of the of, of the faith is, is what's under attack. Yes, exactly. And, and, and also, uh, the Jews have a blind spot to Christ. And today's gospel talks a little bit about that in Luke chapter 11, verse 47 and following. In the Novus Ordo Mass, today's gospel, it says, The Lord said, Woe to you, he's talking to the Jews, who build the memorials of the prophets whom your fathers killed. Consequently, you bear witness and give consent to the deeds of your ancestors. For they killed them, and you do the building. Therefore, the wisdom of God said, I will send to them prophets and apostles. Some of them they will kill and persecute in order that this generation might be charged with the blood of all the prophets shed since the foundation of the world from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah who died between the altar and the temple building. Yes, I tell you, this generation will be charged with their blood. Woe to you, scholars of the law. You have taken away the key of knowledge. You yourselves did not enter and you stopped those trying to enter. When Jesus left, the scribes, the Pharisees began to act with hostility towards him and to interrogate him about many things for they were plotting to catch him at something he might say the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 5. Without the Jews and the Muslims and Americans accepting Jesus Christ as the Prince of Peace, as Lord and Savior, there will never be peace and the consequences of sin is war says Our Lady of Fatima. Mm. We'll be right back. We want to talk about Bishop uh, Bishop Strickland, his seventh letter to Catholics. We're back. This is UFC Catholicism, Ultimate Faithful Catholics. And I think the UFC, they borrowed some things from the Catholic faith. For example, you notice that in the UFC, 
they have this thing called the octagon where the fighters enter. <laughs> well, where, where, where does the octagon come from? That's an ancient Catholic baptismal font. If you, mm. go to, if you go to the Holy Land, in the oldest places in Israel, Syria, Jordan, you can find ancient Catholic baptismal fonts. They're basically, they look like jacuzzis. They're on the ground, but they're eight-sided, just like the octagon. So what does eight mean in Hebrew? It means eternal life. It means life in heaven. And so the early Christians who came from Judaism, they took the number eight, eternal life, and they made baptismal fonts out of them, buried them in the ground in the first, second, and third, and fourth century because baptism gives you divine life, eternal life. Just a little. Amen, brother. I want to talk about the gospel real quick, Paul. Um, Yeah. In in the gospel of Luke that we just read today in the Novus Ordo Mass, uh, the gospel of Luke, our, our, our Lord in chapter 11... What he's doing is denouncing the hypocrisy of the Pharisees yes. and the scribes. That's what he's doing. That's the context yes. of Luke chapter 11. Yes. And he yes. starts off, I mean, we didn't, I didn't read all of Luke 11 because it's very long. I just, we just read from verses 47 to 54. But he, 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 he starts off with, woe to you who build the memorials of the prophets. Woe, it's an oracle of judgment. That, that that doesn't mean mm. you're riding a horse and you're getting knocked off your horse, okay? For us as Americans, whoa, <laughs> no. Woe is yeah. the Hebrew word, which means a yeah. covenant curse be on you, an oracle yes. of judgment. And specifically, something that jumps out at me is uh, in, in, in verse 44, where, where, our, where our Lord says, he says, woe to you for you are like the graves which are not seen and men walk over them without knowing it. The mm-hmm. Jews... The context of that, the Jews were, were, were temporarily defiled according to the Old Testament law of Numbers 19. They were defiled if they made contact with tombs and corpses, and, and that disqualified them from going into the temple and worshiping God, according to Jewish law. And so ironically, these Pharisees, uh, Jesus is saying that you guys are also becoming the sources of defilement since the, the influence of, of their strict ceremonial piety uh, was keeping people from the kingdom. In other words, they said something, but they did something else. They were hypocrites. Also, what jumps out at me is verse 51, where our Lord says, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who perished between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, it, should be, it shall be required of this generation. The, uh, this, uh, this passage here, what, what our Lord is talking about, he's talking about Abel's martyrdom. He's the first recorded martyr in the Bible in Genesis chapter 4, verse 8. And, and Zechariah, his death is, is later, it, 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 is centuries later. Now, it's not mentioned in the Old Testament. We know that from tradition, though. Uh, the point here is that the Jews have been spilling blood, innocent blood, accumulated throughout the Old Testament history, and they spilled it over uh, even in Jerusalem when they executed the Son of God, the Messiah. And so Christ is saying, you guys have a lot of blood on your hands. And mm. there's a term in the Old Testament, it's called blood guiltiness, blood guiltiness. And uh, as a result of that, this is why we find once again in the Holy Land, there is no peace. The Jews have mm. brought, a cur- they brought a curse upon themselves by rejecting yes. Christ. I know what I just said right now is politically incorrect. People are going to say, what? I can't believe you said that, Jesse. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, called the- it's called in theology a covenant curse. 
It's called yeah, in history. It, I'm not, I, I'm just, I'm speaking theologically here, not politically. And so, yes, yes. If, yeah. So if, Jess, let me jump and by in the way, quick. every, yeah, every one of us puts themselves under a covenant curse. When you commit a mortal sin, guess what? We're in the covenant with Christ, the, 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 the final and complete and perfect covenant. When you sin right now in the New Testament as a Catholic Christian, you put yourself under a covenant curse as well because we are under the covenant mm-hmm. with Jesus Christ through God the Father. That's right. It, yeah, it's, just That's a right. Theolo- it's a theological term. It's not a political term. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Um, we need, we're not living in a day, Jess, where, you know, uh, we need to, you know, tiptoe around truth. And like I always say, if the truth is offensive, then, then you need to be offended. But I, I will say this, just translation to everything that you just said, uh, they were straining a net, yet swallowing a camel. Mm. Jesus charged them. He, he charged them with their hypocrisy. He reminded them of their hypocrisy. And yes, this was a legal declaration because the, the, the keeper of the covenants, Jesus Christ himself, was pronouncing the covenant curses. Woe to you. And uh, shortly thereafter, we know what the, what the result was, right? Their whole world was rocked. When in 70 AD, the Roman general Titus surrounded them and literally destroyed them and expelled them from the land, the promised land. Now, the good news is that, you know, the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable and God still had a plan. Paul talks about that in Romans. But nonetheless, um, just to whom much is given, much is required. And if you can apply this to what's going on in our church today, we have been given much. We have been given the sacraments instituted by our Lord himself. And yet what you see going on in the church right now, I would say is 10 times worse than what went on in Israel. Why? Because, uh, because, because why? The fulfillment and the reality is so much uh, better than the type and the shadow. The type and the shadow that the Jews did, it was just a type of what was to come. We, you know, we have the truth of our Lord himself. And, and, and the reason why, and so just like Israel came to their end for violation of the covenant, we are moving in rapid pace toward our end. Like you said, when the nations gather together, war is a punishment for sin. And we know, according to the Bible, there is a significant population of the world that will die because of pestilence, war, and famine. Okay, I, that's not me saying that. That is what God is saying that. And so uh, this is not a time to be tiptoeing around truth. We need to speak the truth in love, but we need to make sure we speak it. Amen. Uh, speaking about somebody who speaks the truth in charity, Bishop Joseph Strickland. He's sharing an Mm. important message from St. Vincent of Lorenz. And and what he's trying to do here, Bishop Strickland, is he's trying to offer a correction to a lot of people in our church, in high places, who believe that doctrine can change. No. Bishop Strickland says, no, doctrine can't change. It can develop. And he explains what development of doctrine looks like. So here's what he says. And because... Again, we have some people right now in the Synod who thinks doctrine can change. So Bishop Strickland is offering a Catholic correction, leaning on the writings of St. Vincent of Lorenz, who uh, lived in six, died in 668 AD. Um, he says, 
Is there to be no development of religion in the church of Christ? Certainly, there is to be development and on the largest scale. Who can be so grudging to men, so, so full of hate for God, as to try to prevent it? But it, must, but it must truly be development of the faith, not alteration of the faith. That's what we see in the Synod of Synodality. Mm-hmm. Alteration of the faith. Bishop Strickland writes, Development means that each thing expands to be itself, while alteration means that the thing is changed from one thing to another. That's what's happening in the Synod. Alteration, yes. not development. Yes. Bishop Strickland yes. says, The understanding, knowledge, and wisdom of one and all of individuals, as well as of, of the whole church, ought then to make great and vigorous progress with the passing of the ages and the centuries, but only along its own line of development, that is, with the same doctrine, the same meaning, and the same import. Amen. The religion of souls should follow the law of development of bodies. Though bodies develop and unfold their component parts with the passing of the years, they always remain what they are. There's a great difference between the flower of childhood and the maturity of age. But those who become old are the very same people who were once young. Though the condition and appearance of one and the same individual may change, it is one and the same nature, one and the same per person. The tiny, members, the tiny members of the unweaned children are the grown members of young men are still the same members. Men have the same number of limbs as children. Whatever develops at a later age was already present in seminal form. There's nothing new in old age that was not already latent in childhood. There is no doubt then that the legitimate and correct rule of development, the established and wonderful order of growth is this. In older people, the fullness of years always brings to completion those members and forms that the wisdom of the Creator fashioned beforehand in earlier years. If, however, Mm. the human form were to turn into some shape that did not belong to its own nature, or even if something were added to the sum of its members or subtracted from it, the whole body would necessarily perish or become grotesque or at least be enfeebled. In the same way, the doctrine of the Christian religion should properly follow those laws of development. That is, by becoming firmer over the years, more ample in the course of time, more exalted as as it advances in age. In ancient times, our ancestors sowed the good seed in the harvest field of the church. It would be very wrong and unfitting if we, their descendants, were to reap not the genuine wheat of truth, but the intrusive growth of error. That's exactly what like the Like a cancer. Is. Like a cancer. The intrusive growth of error. Weeds. That's what that's what the, the synod is. It's yes. weeds. Yeah. Yes. On the contrary, what is right and fitting is this. There should be no inconsistency between first and last, but we should reap true doctrine from the growth of true teaching so that when in the course of time those first sowings yield an increase, it may flourish and be tended in our day also, close quote. Paul comments. Yeah, let me make a comment, Jess. One chromosome too many changes the, you know, the DNA to where it is, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's catastrophic, you know? So again, uh, what the bishop is saying here is right on point. Um, by the way, it's also an argument against abortion, because guess what? That child in the womb, you know, is the same you know, child that would be 90 years old had he been allowed to live. You know what I mean? There's there's no additional things that have to happen other than the fact that he will be birthed. And and, and that happens according to the, the timing of the creator. 
usually nine months, right? Uh, Jess, um, uh, this, uh, uh, what I can say is going on in the church today is uh, there's one word I would use to describe it, and that's erosion. And that's the way the left works, right? They just let things slowly erode until one day, you know, then, then you have catastrophic results. And that's what's been going on with this cancer has been growing and growing and growing. And after a while, it takes over the system and nothing fun functions correctly. And that's what we're seeing today. And so those of you who understand this, those of you who have eyes to see and ears to hear, let's pray. Let's arm ourselves with the full armor of God. Uh, so Amen. that we can uh, stand. Go ahead, Jess. That's right. And as, as the Bible says, we must resist evil in all its form. And that, and that includes doctrinal evil. We'll be right back. Yes. Two-man car, Jesus 9-1. Uh, excuse me, Terry and Jesse Show. Sorry about that. <laughs> UFC Catholicism, ultimate faithful Catholics or ultimate fighting Catholics. That's what we are. We're talking, we just uh, talked about Bishop Strickland's letter, uh, talking about uh, the de what development of doctrine is. What I see, Paul, our Lord Jesus Christ warned us in the, in the Gospels of what's happening in the Synod of Synodality. When did he warn us? He warned us in Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 to 30 when he told us that an enemy is going to sow weeds in in in, in the mm. kingdom in other words yes. in in this kingdom which is the catholic church here on earth jesus christ sows good seed that's what he says in verse 24 but while men were sleeping the enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away this is exactly what we're dealing with right now. The modernist heretics, the, the left, the Catholic left, the, the Catholic uh, Marxist who are in the church, they are the, 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 they are the seeds sown by the enemy, Satan, within the kingdom of heaven. And they've sowed this, this, these wheat, weeds amongst the good seed, amongst the wheat. And that's yeah, why yes, there's so indeed. much. Yeah, that's exactly. So Christ warned us uh, what's happening right now is exactly what Jesus Christ said. Yep. yep. Yeah. Here's, an, here's another, you know, you know yeah, another thing I want to mention, Paul, also is that let's not forget that doctrine of development. It's, it's like a baby. Okay. in the human origin, you have conception, the, the, the sperm egg fusion, you have a zygote, you have an embryo, you have a fetus, you have a child. Then you give the child a name nine months later. Um, but that child nine months later still had the same chromosomes and the same DNA that he had at conception. That, that yeah. DNA, that child is going to possess their entire life from, from, from conception to zygote to embryo to old age. It's same with the Catholic yep. Church. The Catholic Church has a DNA. These are the four marks of the church. The Catholic Church is one holy, Catholic, and apostolic. And though the Catholic Church goes through organic growth, uh, it, it's, it's the Catholic Church in the New Testament, it's like an acorn. And today, it's like an oak tree, just like Jesus told us mm -hmm. in Matthew chapter 4, verse 26. So it, it may not look the same. An acorn doesn't look like an oak tree, but the seed of any fruit 
it it uh, it, it 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 remains through organic growth or or the DNA. So the same thing that the church believed back two thousand years ago applies to the church today. The, the mystical body Amen. of Christ from its very beginning in utero, it's it, of course it's organically grown, but it's always possessed. The same DNA, which is the deposit mm. of faith, the fullness of truth given by God himself. Amen, brother. You know, you remind me of this idea of this false idea of macro evolution, right? That uh. Uh, at one point we, you know, we were just, uh, we were birds or we were monkeys or, you know, and, mm. and, and things don't change their kind, Jess. Things stay yeah. the same thing. Uh, listen, in nature, it, you know, it's clear that, um, Things procreate after themselves, and 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 DNA is what what ensures that. And so this false idea somehow that we evolved from all these things and we're all connected is a lie because man was made in the imago day. The only connection we have is to God because God breathed in man and man became a living soul. Amen. Paul, I want to move to another topic of an approved private apparition that occurred. October 13th, 1973. Very relevant okay. message. It's uh, the message of Akita on the 50th anniversary is more timely than ever. Uh, yes. We just a few days ago was six days ago was the 50th anniversary of our of our blessed mother appearing at Akita, Japan to a Catholic nun approved by the Catholic Church, a private revelation that's been approved. And she's given us some dire warnings to a sinful humanity. So uh, here's what Our Lady said, okay? It's, these, are, these are dire warnings that she gave at Akita, Japan. But she's also giving us some hope by giving us a solution for the people to follow. So mm -hmm. here's the first paragraph, and then I'll, I'll, I'll take it, let Paul continue. She says, Our Lady said, quote, As I told you, if men do not repent and better themselves, the Father will inflict a terrible punishment on all humanity. It will be a punishment greater than the deluge. That's the flood. I mean, what can be worse than the flood? I mean, that was a, a universal yeah. wiping out of the human race except for a family on a boat. Our Lady says, such as one will never have, have seen before. Fire will fall from the sky and will wipe out a great part of humanity. The good as well as the bad, sparing neither priest nor faithful, the survivors will find themselves so desolate that they will envy the dead. The mm. only arms which will remain for you will be the rosary and the sign left by my son. I just want to comment on that first paragraph. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fire falling from the sky. It, it could be two ways. It could be supernatural. God could, could cause this to happen supernaturally. Or God could cause meteors or comets to, to, to pelt the earth and destroy the earth. Or, or this could be nuclear war. This could be you know, our, our, our sophisticated weapon systems, nuclear rockets that could be fired into the sky and rain a nuclear, uh, a, a nuclear holocaust upon the world. So there's many ways where this can be accomplished, but make no mistake about it, God can do this himself, but man also has the technology to bring fire from the sky as well, Paul. Yeah, let's not forget, Jess, there's a lot of volcanoes waking up, ah. <laughs> you know, and yeah, and so you, you also mentioned, you said, you know, what could be worse than the deluge? 
Well, that's like asking somebody, would you rather drown or would you rather burn to death? I think I'd rather drown. Mm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> now, here's one of the yeah. solutions that she gives us and that that one sentence. She said, the only arms which will remain for you will be the rosary and the sign left by my son, which tells me, this is what tells me this, Paul. I may be reading too much into it, that maybe the mm-hmm. sacraments may be taken away from us at that very at that moment. Things will get so bad. I mean, everything's going to shut down. We will have no access to the sacraments, but every Catholic will have access to the Holy Rosary. So, well, we we uh, know we've already been limited the sacraments in the, it, under the whole COVID lie, right? I mean, when I say the lie, I mean this idea that yeah. somehow the Church would acquiesce and deny the faithful the sacraments. Yeah, and uh, and and Saint Alphonsus Liguori, one of the doctors of the church, says that when the Antichrist comes, guess what? The Antichrist is going to remove the mass, the Catholic wow. mass. Yeah, there you so go. It, it, it makes sense to our lady, our Lady of Akita Japan, saying the only arms that we're going to have is the Rosary. And the Rosary, by the way, most people don't realize it's called the Bible of the Poor. Because when people didn't know how to read and write, when most people were, were illiterate up until recently, they, re, they meditated. They, Catholics knew in the 9th century, 8th, 7th, 13th, they knew about the story of Jesus by meditating on the, on, on the on, on mysteries of the rosary, which back then were, were three, now they're four. And so it was the meditation on the life of Christ. This became the Bible of the poor for most Catholics up until recent yes. times, and most people knew, know how to read now. Paul, yes, you want to pick yes. up the next, the next paragraph is, is scathingly scary. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> the work of the devil will infiltrate even into the church in such a way that one will see cardinals opposing cardinals, bishops against bishops. The priests who venerate me will be scorned and opposed by their conferees. Churches and altars sacked. The church will be full of those who accept compromises and the demon, the demon will press many priests and consecrated souls to leave the service of the Lord. Wow, Jess, there's a lot said in that paragraph. Go ahead with it. (laughs) No, go, go ahead. The next sentence, go ahead. Yeah. The demon will be especially implacable against souls consecrated to God. Wow. Um, the thought of the loss of so many souls is the cause of my sorrow. If sins increase in number and and gravity, they will no longer be pardoned for them. Paul, that paragraph, that that paragraph, it it, 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 it sounds like a horror movie. But this is the mother of God speaking. This is the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is a Vatican-approved apparition. That occurred yes. when? That occurred yes. when? Guess when? When Roe versus Wade was passed, shortly yes. thereafter, Our Lady gave us yes. this apparition when America yes. legalized killing babies. Then Our Lady appeared to a Japanese nun. Coincidence? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. And Jess, I'll tell you this. Um, uh, you know, um, there's a lot whole... to unpack there. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a lot to unpack there, but um, we see that uh, the devil 
you know, is going to attack those consecrated to God even more so. And that are we not seeing that in the church today with the persecuted and canceled priests? Those who, who dare to remain faithful to Our Lady and Our Lord are being scorned, are being basically run out of town with pitchforks by evil men. Uh, uh, that, you know, just this thing, it, it's amazing, but it's, it's how like, accurate, how you know, accurate it is. Oh my, uh, yeah, yeah, how accurate it is. We're seeing uh, it. the we're, demon. We're yeah. living, it talks oh, about we're living Akita Japan right now. We're living the prophecies yes. right now, yeah. not the future, yeah. right no, now. Yeah, yeah, and notice it says the demon, the demon, yeah. the, the definite article, right? Yeah. This is, yeah. this is, I believe, just you know, Satan unleashed for a while, and he's now, you know, he's got this, this, this you know, abhorrence for the, for the church and for the priests of God. And he's been given, according to Leo XIII's vision, he's been given power for a while. And as a result, he's wreaking havoc and persecuting the people of God. But remember what our Lord said, Jess, those that live godly in Christ Jesus, they will suffer. They not, not, it's not if, they will suffer persecution. And, you know, why? Because our Lord did. And uh, but 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 we need to take courage, like you said, because guess what? Just as he overcut came, we will overcome. Amen. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. We'll continue on this topic of Akita Japan. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call eight eight eight. 526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We're back. UFC Catholicism, Ultimate Fighting Catholics. We're talking about Our Lady of Akita, Japan. Some of the uh, prophecies that she that she stated that are to, yes. a, to a Catholic a nun, Japanese nun, Sister Sasagawa, and how accurate these, these prophecies are or have been have been carried out with pinpoint accuracy. Yes. The, the article says, before seeing Our Lady's concluding words to Sister Agnes during this apparition, consider that 50 years ago, the possible events described by our Blessed Mother would have never crossed our minds as likely mm -hmm. to happen. But they did. Never did the thought of marriage being attacked so strongly occur. Never did anyone question the distinction between male and female. Mm -mm. And fire could yet fall from the sky from, from man or from heaven, as it also says in Revelation chapter 9. It did not and still does not have to be because of that big if. If Amen. people listen to what our Blessed Mother said to do. Her mm -hmm. concluding words offer that hope and promise too. She told Sister Agnes Sasagawa, she said, pray very much the prayers of the rosary. I alone am able to still save you from the calamities which approach. Those who place their confidence in me will be saved. Now is the time to relearn or learn anew. Then immediately put it into practice. Once your way to hurry peace in the world. I just want to mention one thing about the rosary. Um, Father Chad Ripperger, who's the foremost expert exorcist on planet Earth today, 
he's the go-to guy when it comes to spiritual warfare in the entire world. All the other exorcists uh, go to him for direction. He says, uh, he told me, Jess, in 17 years of, of, in the ministry of, of exorcism, I haven't had one case of demonic possession of a person who prays and is devoted to the daily rosary. I hope you guys mm. heard that. Let me, let me hit the, is this microphone on? I hope you heard that. Mm. There is not one case, and he's got thousands of cases in his file, in 17 years, not one case of demonic possession that he's encountered of a person who prays the rosary every single day. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> now, now let me speak to men, to, to, to those athletes. I remember the young Mike Tyson when he was in his early twenties and he won uh, the heavyweight world championship of the world. And he was just unstoppable and unbeatable. And they asked Mike Tyson, Iron Mike Tyson, back 20-some years ago, and he was literally Iron Mike Tyson. They asked him, uh, Mike, why do you get up every day at 3 or 4 in the morning to go run 5 miles? You know what Mike Tyson responded? He said, because I know my opponents will not do that. I know my opponents are not doing that. In other words, uh, Mike Tyson went above and beyond to become the youngest world champion in heavyweight history. Well... I liken the rosary, it's Christian road work. It's Mm. difficult. Sometimes guys say, oh, it's boring. Yes, it's difficult because it takes discipline to have that mental custody and focus Mm -hmm. on the life of Christ and ruminate and reflect upon the Mm -hmm. life of Christ. It takes discipline to still your body. It takes discipline to quiet your body. Praying the rosary does to the soul what running does to the body five miles every day. It instills Christian discipline and it, and it, and it gives you the ability to master your, your disordered passions and appetites when you spend 15 to 20 minutes meditating upon the life of Jesus Christ. Uh, that's my pitch on the rosary, Paul. Amen. Well said, Jess. Well said. Um, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, if earlier, Jess, and God tells us that in Second Chronicles uh, chapter seven, right? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray uh, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he says, then I will hear from heaven and, and will forgive them their sin and will heal their land. Listen, uh, our lady The reason why the demons, going back to Our Lady, the reason why uh, those dedicated and disciplined enough to pray the rosary uh, every day is because they are not giving the devil a toehold, a foothold. They're not giving him an inch of ground. And Our Lady, Jess, because of her immaculate conception, because of the way she reflects the goodness and love of God so purely and perfectly that the demons cannot it because in the end she represents everything that we hope to be one day which is Amen. in heaven beholding beholding the beatific vision yep body and soul 33 years old perfect glorified immortal incorruptible all yes. those things yes Preaching. paul you yes. paul you know one of my brothers javier my brother javier has been praying uh four rosaries the, the the joyful, sorrowful, glorious, and the luminous for about ten years. Every day he plays prays for for rosaries and goes to daily mass. Some and then does a holy hour at night. Uh, 
mm. my brother my brother Javier has had a powerful conversion. I mean, he's not one of those intellectual apologetic guys. I mean, you couldn't really go back and forth with theology and scripture, but he's his interior life has become so deep as a result of a, as a result of a lot of mistakes that he's made, you know, sin. Sin has basically slapped him in the face like a cold glass of water, you know, uh splash him in the face. And now, uh you know, he 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 tells me I, to me, doing the four rosaries is like is as natural for me as eating a meal or taking a shower. He goes, it's just I just mm. he goes, I just saturate my mind with Jesus throughout the day through the four rosaries, and that's exactly yeah. that's exactly what it's meant to do. It's Christian meditation because that's exactly yes. where demons attack us is in our mind and in the memory, especially men. Yes, that's, that's where right. demons attack especially- us. Yeah, especially in the subconscious thought, oh, right? Yes. And you know, you know, Jess, when I took that detour out of the church, uh, and praise God, uh, he used you to help bring me back uh, to safety, uh, to back to the bark of Peter. Thank you. But, uh, you know, I used to quote that Bible verse that said, do not pray in meaningless repetition, <laughs> you know, uh, like the Gentiles, right? And I used to think that well, that was that was it. You know, that was speaking about the rosary. I could not have been more wrong because <laughs> meditating on the mysteries of the rosary, on the life of Christ, uh, you know, on as experienced through our Lady's uh, life, nothing could be more meaningful. Nothing could be. She is. Let me tell you something. Uh, from the from the from the first gospel preached in Genesis, that from this, you know, from her seed. Right. You know, uh, you know, would come our eventual victory, uh, you know, that both her and her her blessed son, the Lord Jesus Christ, the son of God, the word made flesh would vanquish our enemy, our mortal enemy, the one who enslaved us. And that's Satan, by the way. And he doesn't stand a chance. And to meditate on those things and to speak about uh, the greatness of the God who accomplished these things can never be more meaningful. That's right. Amen. You know, Paul, and it's interesting, uh, St. Luke, who who wrote today's uh, the, the Gospel of Luke, a Greek physician, the only non-Jew, the, the early church fathers, the tradition of the church tells us, I mean, he wrote Luke in the book of Acts, so he wrote a copious amount of the New Testament. Uh, Luke wasn't an, an, an eyewitness. He wasn't an, a, a follower of Christ physically where he, re, where he uh, acquired much of his, his data to write Luke Acts was from the Blessed Virgin Mary. He sat at the feet of Mary and asked her questions. Yes. And, he, and he was yes. a scholar. And so yes. Mary said, okay, sit down. Let me, let me tell you how it was. Uh, there's mm. also, it, that's the only way Luke could go so deep in, and also in the book of Acts that he wrote into the life of Christ is because he asked somebody that was there, his mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, bl- yes. And so that's, that's what, as Catholics, when we pray the rosary, it's like we're walking in the streets of Jerusalem. Uh, Our Lady, Mother Mary, she's holding us by the hand like a child. And she's saying, yes. okay, here's where Jesus fell. Okay, here's where Jesus was born. She's walking us through the Holy Land when you pray the rosary. And, and I'm telling you, there's no more natural, no more natural safety for a child than in the hands of a mother. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. And, um, you know, you know, 
I, you know, this topic is, is one great topic because like you, you referred to Our Lady as the mother of God, rightfully so, Theotokos, the God bearer. But more than that, our Lord and Savior gave us her, her gave his mother to us as a mother while on the cross. And I, I think most Catholics understand that and realize that. But understanding that she comes to us with compassion and love, just like an earthly mother would. But but she's concerned with the spiritual sense. And that's what we see in that apparition to Sister Agnes Sasagawa. We see the love of a mother. We see concern. Uh, what parent is not concerned for their children, that they have the best life, that they, you know. That... Yeah, absolutely. Um, Paul, you got cut off. I don't know what happened. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Jess. Not Take your... us home. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let me just... Uh... Here, here's I'm going to end on a good note. There's another apparition. We'll talk about it some other day. Our Lady of Good Success, an approved apparition in the church back to a, a Catholic nun in Quito, Ecuador in 1582. The Blessed Virgin Mary said the following. She said this, quote, When everything will seem lost in the human race and paralyzed, that will be the happy beginning of the complete restoration of the church. This will mark the arrival of my hour when I, in a marvelous way, will dethrone the proud and cursed Satan, trampling him under my feet and fettering him in the infernal abyss of hell. And, and Our Lady of Fatima in 1917 also added, in the end, my immaculate heart will triumph. St. Louis de Montfort in the 18th century said, Mary will extend the kingdom of Christ over all idolaters and Muslims, and there will be a glorious period, a triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, when Mary is ruler and queen of all hearts. Catholics, pray a rosary. Catholics, make sure that you're consecrated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Wear your brown scapular. Wear your miraculous medal. Keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and know this. Trust God. Do not be afraid. Only believe. That's a wrap. Two-man car, UFC Catholicism, Ultimate Fighting Catholics up next. Keep it here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Michael Sandoval, uh, Louis Sandoval is up next. Dr. Sandoval up next. Stick around. It gets, uh, got some good stuff lined up for you on the rundown. God bless you. Keep the faith. See you next time. <laughs>